You're welcome to Popcorn, the life of Mo Dine. And uh, every Thursday, I will feed you guys with a little bit of information about me, Mo Nine, the rapper, lyricist, MC, poet, producer from Nigeria. And uh, because a lot of people have been telling me to write a book, because I got these really interesting stories. But I just want to break it down from the beginning. In the trailer, I talked about me meeting a couple of people, but I just want to expatiate on that. Um, like, this is how I started rapping. Like, I've been rapping before, but I was just playing around with it, basically, you know? Back in the day when you have two tape recorders, and then one is playing the instrumental with a tape deck, one is playing the instrumental, then the other one is on record, and then you're doing your little demos. Yeah, I was doing a little bit of that here and there, nothing too serious. So I met Ayuani Mashaun back in the day, back in the 90s. And he he heard about me from uh, some guys that, you know, I used to draw posters for. Back in school, I used to be known as the guy that makes cards and uh, draws all these posters that they hang around school for parties, you know, like girls' hostel. There'll be posters all over the place. Yeah, I started doing that. I was kind of popular for doing that, Mode 9 Productions. And I'll tell you how I got the name Mode 9 from doing that. It wasn't even a rap name. It was that I was also good at messing around with calculators. So there was this girl in my class. Her name was, uh, I don't want to say her name. Let me protect the players. So uh, there was this girl, right? She was a Gwari girl. She told me, please, can you help me to press? Because we had this course called TSL. It's a land surveying course and uh, where you have to impute figures like uh, 2.4 times 10 raised to the power minus 85. You can't put that on your calculator. That would be... 0.0000085 times and then, you know, 24. So there's a way you do that on a scientific calculator, Casio. So I did it for her. You have to press mode, I think, mode 8 or something like that for the standard form. So I did that and I forgot to return it back to normal. So every little calculation she was doing on our calculator was apparent in standard form and it was driving her crazy so the next day she saw me she was like hey you messed up my calculator can you please return it back to its normal state and i was like oh sorry i took the calculator and i pressed mode nine that resets it back to normal and then she said please tell me what you did i just i just pressed mode nine and she said oh thank you very much so the next day we'll go into the drawing room i had this other friend I don't want to mention his name too. <laughs> Let's call him O. I had this other friend called O, and he was a very stubborn guy, crazy guy. So we were in front, and she was way behind. So she wanted to call my name. She wanted to call my name, and then she just realized that she didn't know my name. And the only thing that she knew was Mode 9. So she just screamed, Mode 9. Mode 9. I was like, who the hell is saying that? Then I just remember, oh yeah, I pressed Mode 9. Like, who's that? So I looked and I saw it was her. And then she was like, eh, I didn't know your name. I didn't get your name. So I just had to call you, you know, what you, I, I just remembered that you pressed something Mode 9 and yeah, that's why I'm calling you. So my friend, there was like, ah, that's a very nice name. And uh, I was like, oh no. I didn't really think too much about it. You know, when we got into the drawing room, another girl in my class asked me because I was I was new. I was a, a jam bite. 
Now, most of the students in that school in Bida, they did prep, so they were in school a year before me. So I was like, kind of like a new guy, because I was a jambite. So one of the uh, girls asked me, hey, what's your name? And then before I could just mention my real name, my friend just put it in, his name is Mode 9. And that's how everybody started calling me Mode 9. And when I started my drawing, I just basically just signed it with Mode 9. So I, I guess that's how Ayodi Marshall heard of me because there was no, I wasn't really doing no rapping. You know, I was just rapping for myself. So there was a guy, he's, I've forgotten his name. I think his name's Francis, executive club president. He came to my room and he was like, I'm looking for mode nine. Is he here? I heard a weirdo's voice. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I need you to do some posters. I trying to be so official and everything. But whenever you talk money, that's when they crawl back into the shell, you know? So I was like, dude, yeah, you want to do posters? It's this amount for this, this amount for that. The guy was like, oh, you're charging me too much. You're charging me. You know, if you do my posters, I'm going to get you so many, uh, so many uh, customers and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, I'm good, man. Like, just pay up. You know, when you're doing, <laughs> when you're, when you're, Thing buying and selling in Nigeria, it's really crazy, man. The people will come and haggle you, man. Promise all sorts of, uh, oh, whatever, man. So, yeah, I ended up doing uh, some posters for Executive Club, and it was a it, it was a it was a hit. The posters the posters I drew were hits, man. I didn't do anything for Vogue because Vogue had a guy who draws. And he was one of their members, so he did all their posters. So I never did anything. But most of the guys involved, they used to like, they would look at executive, they're kind of like rivals. So they looked at executive clubs posters and they were like, ah! But you see, these guys are really proud guys. They didn't even want to even contact me. I wasn't even an executive club member. I didn't even, like, if I wanted to go to any of their shows, they'll charge me at the gate. <laughs> they didn't care whether I drew the posters or not. So, you know, I was just chilling. I never really used to want to go to any of their shows. So I was chilling in my room one day, and this guy just comes in. A young, dark-skinned guy, you know, who's wearing... I, I can still remember he was wearing white chinos, and he rolled one... <laughs> one of the trouser legs he rolled it up kind of like LL Cool J but I was like man who the hell is this guy and he said this is my dream I have this I have that and funny enough I'd never seen the guy before and the reason is that Ayo Animashaw never really used to be in school like that he'll come register and dip go and do his business he used to do songbooks in KD and he used to work for Faith magazine so He'll go dip, come in, dip, come, dip. And then first test, he'll come do it. Second test, he'll do it. Or he might miss the test and do makeup test and exam. And the guy, I don't know how he used to pass. Guy was an intelligent guy. So he came. I've never seen him before. He said, yeah. He looked really, really young, though. And he was telling me that, yeah, I'm doing this club called Mercury Club. I need you to do some posters. Look, I drew a lot of posters for this guy. It got to a stage where, you know, most of the posters, I'll just say, okay, you pay me later. Because we, you know, we started talking and he seemed like a really cool guy. So he was kind of like my friend, kind of, you know. Because he was a guy with a vision 
and he showed me a magazine that he was planning to do called Hip Hop World. And then I was looking at it and I was like, wow, this was a prototype. So he said, can you help me to draw the gift t-shirts and stuff? So I did that, did a little cartooning for him and he was like, ah, oh, thanks. The other guys in his club used to laugh at him. He said, oh, that used to yeah, yeah, magazine, stupid magazine. You know, but I kind of believed him because like, if you believe in yourself, like too tough like that, he really believed in what he was doing. So I felt that, yeah, this guy could make it, man, because he has the belief. And the way he, he swung the Mercury Club thing off in school, that was almost like a miracle too, because rarely would they just allow you to just have a, a new club. You have to go to the students, um, what they call it? The student center to go and register, blah, 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 go to the, the, the dean or whatnot. No, not the dean. You have to go to student affairs office. You have to go to student affairs office to go and register. And that, my friend, is really difficult. It looks easy just going there to register, but it's hard. So I pulled all this off. He was doing shows and his club was doing pretty well. And he was always telling me about a guy called Solo D, Solo D. So every day, Solo D this, Solo D that, Solo D this, Solo D that. And mind you, we were be that. I was like nine hours away from Lagos. And I think Solo D was based in um, Kaduna at that time. I think Solo was, uh, Solo D was in Cadpoli or probably, he, I think Solo D had finished HND from Cadpoli, was already working then. So was telling us solo d this ah rap master solo d rap he was hyping the guy i was like i need to know who this guy is so one holiday like that i found myself in lagos hooked up with ayo ayo just started his magazine then he didn't even have an office we we're going from printing press to printing press you know just winging it probably we were just winging it and magazine you know he was getting his magazine printed he was doing his thing so he took me to Solo D's house and I saw this guy, tall guy, tall guy, serious. He looked serious, man. He was, I think he was already working, was working already. And I was like, wow, this guy had, in my life, I've never seen as many cassette tapes. I've never seen as many source magazines, vibe magazines, videotapes, hip hop. I was like, I almost didn't want to leave his house. I was like, ah, my God. I was reading. Imagine trying to read articles in Source Magazine, watch musical videos, and listen to some hip-hop, and also try to listen to Solo D talk about hip-hop back in the day. I remember when the Fugees just came out, and there was this other guy called The Wiz. The Wiz was on Charlie Boy's show. He had a segment called One Minute of BS. So they were all arguing about the Fujis. I remember that particular argument about the Fujis. And Solo D liked Lauryn Hill. Yes, anybody who was into lyricism would definitely like Lauryn Hill. I like Lauryn Hill. But I saw something about, like, there was just something about Wycliffe that was just, it was just like, he had the zing, the, 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 the X factor. I was like, man, you know what? I like Lauryn Hill, but this Wycliffe dude, man, he's crazy. And Wiz just comes and he goes, my favorite in the Fugees is Praswell. And I was like, what? <laughs> you tripping. Well, but 
we all have our different tastes, you know? So yeah, so Lodi sat me down and he said, spit a rhyme. So the rhyme that was in my head was one very old rhyme, very, very old rhyme. I wrote it like, that was in 2000, that was in 1996. So I probably wrote this rap probably three years before. It was really old. I don't know if I can remember it. I don't want to rap it now, man. So I'm so embarrassed by the lyrics. So yeah, I spat it for him and he was like, hmm. Because towards the end of the rap, it kind of switches to a ragamuffin feel. And Solo, he was like, man, that's cool. That's good. Do you have any more? I was like, yeah, I have a couple. I haven't memorized it, but I can freestyle. I think I freestyled for him and I was like, yeah, that's good. But he said, but you should try and write more. So Solo D was the first person I met that told me, write more. Freestyle is cool, you know, when you're showboating, but try to write more. So this was the beginning of me improving as a dope MC, you know, understanding that you just don't just spit anything that comes to your head. You have to think before you put pen to paper. There's more. I'll hit you up next week with the rest. A whole lot more, man. I got so many stories, stories in stories, lucid stories. First of all, I like to uh, I like to shout out my main man Bionic. He's the inspiration for this. Rap Radio. Shout out Rap Radio. Shout out Bionic. Shout out Lambo the Virus for co-producing this beautiful beat. God bless. Peace. I'll see you next week.